to the third Sunday of Advent. We are so glad to see everyone this morning and glad that you are here to worship with us as we sing together. We are loving being in this Christmas season, this Advent season, so we're going to continue to sing um, some very familiar Christmas songs. So if you need the lyrics, you can go to uh, firstfire-trinity.com. And you can get the lyrics there. I'll have you refresh them between the sermon because I've got to change something in there before we get to the second song. So just go there and I'll fix it before we get back to the second song. Worship with us this morning. I'm going to pray for us as we begin. Lord God, we just love you so much. We ask that you would just be the God of joy this morning. That as we, as we celebrate this third Sunday, this third week of Advent, God, as we prepare our hearts as we look to find hope, as we look to reflect hope in this world, God, that we can do so with joy. As believers in you, Father, we, we are able to um, find true joy, God, and we should be able to share that as well. Help us to be bearers of that this morning as we worship you. In Jesus' name. Yes. 
Um, a couple things real quick before we uh, we jump in. Um, first of all, um, originally four weeks ago, the the bishop had said um, no in-person service for the next four weeks. That lined up with what the the governor requested. The bishop asked the United Methodist Church to respect that, um, and we did that. The um, now what we're kind of living in is a space where as long as our county is in the red, um, the bishop has asked us not to do in-person service. So though the way you look at this, until further notice, we will continue to be outside, online, um, and worshiping this way. Um, and with that, we're going to be safe, we're going to be smart, encourage you to do the same thing. Um, I just know personally, from personal experience over the last four weeks, um, more and more people I know um, have have had horrible experiences with this. And so we're going to take the precautions we need to to stay safe and keep people um, in our community, within our church family, safe and whole. So uh, no in-person service until future notice. Um, we were already planning um, that Christmas Eve was going to be a virtual um, service. Um, everyone um, should have, and if you didn't, um, stick around for a few minutes afterwards, and I'll make sure you get the stuff. Um, but we're doing a virtual Christmas Eve service. We're still going to do um, candle lights. We've got um, plenty of candles upstairs um, for everybody in your family, and we've got communion for everybody in your family. So um, we're going to do that. We're going to be live on Facebook at 5.30 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Um, and then after that, um, I'm going to, as soon as we're done with the service, I'm going to download it and post it on the website. And so you can go directly to the website, and it'll be on the front page of the website, and you can access it there. So if you want to, uh, if you're eating at 5.30 on Christmas Eve, you want to go back and watch it at 7.30, 8.30, or watch it even on Christmas Day and celebrate with your family, then you can do that. Um, so I'm hoping it creates the uh, not only the regular experience of Christmas Eve, but hopefully it can be one of the experiences that you can share with your immediate family that you'll be with on Christmas in your home. Um, and I'm hoping it will be a, a blessing to you there. Um, I also want to take a moment before we jump into the sermon just to pray this morning. Um, there are numerous things as I look around at the cars and see different um, people this morning. Of things I know that you're dealing with. Um, things of loved ones that are um, experiencing um, just, just things that, that we never want to see our loved ones experience. So I just want to stop and I just want us to pray. And I know that as we pray, there are people that you know that are dealing with hard and heavy and life and death stuff right now. And let's just take a moment to lift those people up in prayer. Let's pray together. Father, you know, you know everyone that we know, you know all the people we don't know. But you know particularly those, those people that are struggling right now. They're dealing with health issues. They're dealing with, with, with COVID. That are dealing with emotional and financial and spiritual and, and mental um, things that are going on in their hearts and their families' lives and hearts. 
we bring these all before you now. And we know in the midst of a season, even today as we're going to talk about in this sermon, of what it means to live in hope, that it's really hard to do that in space of these really, really hard things. I pray that, that we will entrust these loved ones, these friends to your care, that your provision and your perfect protection and your peace will reign in these situations and you'll, you'll find a way to work in each of them. We trust you to do that. We know that you will do that. Father, speak to us now from your word. Speak to us in a way that, that we can hear what we need to hear this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We've been taking this journey through this series on um, kind of looking at this Advent here on hope being a real, a sincere, a concrete, a tangible thing. This morning as we begin, um, I want you to reflect on, on two words that I think is, is important distinction that I might should have made three weeks ago and not today, but I want to make it today. And it's the difference between hoping and wishing for something. The difference between hoping and wishing. See, hope has real substance to it. It can be trusted. It is, we, we hope and place our hope in Jesus. And by doing that, there's substance and there's, there's something that is trustworthy, that's reliable, that we can stand on. When we wish for something, it is the equivalent to to crossing our fingers and hoping that it, not hoping, but kind of wishing that it will happen. It is the desire that maybe we'll get lucky this time and something will work out in our favor. Wishing is, is none of the facts are going in that direction, but we wish that we'll win the lottery. Just maybe this time it'll all work out. Hoping and living in hope is something much, much different. Hope is based on something that's real and trustworthy. We're going to return to the, the story that we uh, we talked about the shepherds a couple weeks ago. We're going to pick up where um, Mary and what goes on in her heart during this time as we kind of look more what it means to hope and live in hope this season. Luke 2.15 says this, when the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go now to Bethlehem and see what's happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. We talked about this a few weeks ago. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw this, they reported what they had been told about this child. Everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds told them. Mary committed these things to memory and considered them carefully. I want to put for us this morning that Christmas, the true spirit of Christmas, the, the hope that it can be ours in Advent, is something that happens in the heart, in the inner person. Mary pondered 
and considered all of these things carefully, where did she consider them? In her heart. There is something that that when we think about the true meaning of Christmas, the true meaning of this Advent season, it starts in the heart. Another way to say it is the hope of Jesus and the work that he does in us, it begins in the heart. And it is a work that is deep and wide. It's a work that is deep and wide. And that hope is real. And it can be trusted. And it's more than just wishing that things will line up the right way this Christmas. But hope is something that we can build our life on during this season. This word that, that's used here for Mary to consider these things, I think this is important and this is refreshing for me to be reminded of, is that this word meant that all that was happening to Mary in this moment was too much for her to take in in that moment. It was too much for her to comprehend all that was happening in that moment. And so she stored them up. She remembered them and she re-remembered them and she kept on coming back to this moment over and over again. I think this is one of these, these things that are easy for us to remember during this time of Christmas. Can you right now um, if we were inside, I would ask you to shout some of these out. But um, can you remember a very distinct memory that you have of an experience or a moment around Christmas? It seems like most of us have one of these moments that we can remember from our even early, early age around this season. There's something that allows us to kind of like there's memories that are kind of lodged in our brain, I think. For some reason, I remember, and I didn't go back and look at the, the years that all of these things came out, um, because it would be kind of depressing now, because it would be uh, late 70s, early 80s. But I remember the year that, um, that we got an Atari as a family. If you are under the age of um, probably like 35, you'll have to Google later on what an Atari is. Um, but it is an early version of the gaming system. And I remember in particular, we got this game called River Raid. And River Raid was, I remember distinctly coming in that morning, seeing the, 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 uh, uh, the TV set up with like River Raid on it and my dad's here and so if that memory really didn't happen I don't want to know it didn't happen because that's the way I remember it okay so just let it be but the TV was set up River Raid was up and I remember getting and playing that um, for what seemed like days um, and just loved that experience but our brain and heart have a way of working together for us to to store that memory up and be able to return to it and I think this is one of the keys of what it means for us to live in hope during this season. Because there's a way in which the things that are stored up in us, just like Mary stored these memories of the hope that was deep and wide that she couldn't possibly comprehend that moment, but she kept on returning to over and over again. She kept on re-remembering it. Hope isn't a one-time gift that we get. It's something that we receive and then we keep on remembering and re-remembering 
that very gift from God. I want you to recall, if you can, a moment in your life where God came through. A moment where it felt like the, the deck was stacked against you and felt like things were going the wrong way. Can you recall one of those moments where God broke in and He did something in your life to show His faithfulness, His power, His provision, His protection? As we think about those moments, those are the moments that if we're going to live a life that is living in this hope, then we have to remember those moments because it's in those moments that we saw the depth and the width of God's love for us. We saw the hope that He was pouring out in our lives. And when we can experience that, that's one of those moments where we can look back and we can say this. If God was faithful back here, if, and we've seen that pattern multiple times, if God is faithful here, back then, He's faithful now, and He will be faithful in the future. You know, so we start building this case, right? Not only from Scripture do we see that we can hope in Him, but we can see in our own lives and our own experiences that we can hope and trust in Him. And that that hope is something that's real and solid and tangible and concrete. It's not just wishful thinking. Paul, in the book of Ephesians, Paul is a guy who, as he said yes to Jesus and Jesus interrupted his life and, and Paul said yes to him, Paul spends and ends up writing um, almost a third of all of the New Testament is, is attributed to Paul's writing. And a lot of what Paul wrote about is, is trying to make sense trying to make sense of what it means that Jesus Christ came to earth, He offered His life for us, and what it means to, uh, for us to offer our life to Him. In the book of Ephesians, Paul keeps on coming back. He writes a little bit, and then he prays for these people. He writes a little bit, and he prays for the people. And one of these prayers from chapter 3, starting at verse 14, is what I want us to end on this morning. I want you to, to hear this and, and think about it from this perspective. Paul is praying. Paul is crying out for these people to re-remember where their hope is found. And he's crying out to them that this work is something that is happening inside of them and they can really experience it. So listen to this prayer. He says, this is why I kneel before the Father. Every ethnic group in heaven or on earth is recognized by Him. I ask that He will strengthen your inner selves from the riches of His glory through the Spirit. I ask that Christ will live in your hearts through faith. As a result, having strong roots in love, I ask that you'll have the power to grasp love's width, length, height, and depth, together with all the believers. 
I ask that you'll know the love of Christ that is beyond knowledge. Maybe even as, as Mary was saying, too much for her comprehend. I ask that you'll know the love of Christ is beyond knowledge so that you will be filled entirely with the fullness of God. Glory to God who is able to do far more, far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by His power and work within us. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and always. Amen. So as we wrap up this morning, I just want to enter into a time of prayer. And as we enter into this time of prayer, um, my hope is that today in this parking lot that that we can experience the hope that is only found in Jesus. And we can experience it in a profound and a deep way. So Matt's going to start playing and um, and I'm going to pray this prayer for us again. And then we're going to go straight into a song and then Sarah's going to lead us into some more prayer. And I, I just hope that in this moment that you can experience the hope that is found in Jesus. And this hope will propel you into this new year. Let's pray together. that everyone that's gathered here that they will be strengthened in their inner selves from the riches of your glory through the Spirit. I ask that Christ will live in our hearts through faith. And as a result of us having strong roots in love and in hope I ask that you Give us the power to grasp love's width and length and height and depth together with all believers. Ask that we'll know the love of Christ beyond knowledge so that we will be filled entirely with the fullness of God. Glory to you, Father, for you are able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by His power and work within us. Glory to Jesus in the church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and ever.
Nothing separates us from you, God. You are with us. You are the God that resides within. Help us, Lord, to chase after those things this week. Help us to put aside all of the other mess that's around us, the busyness and the, the trying to keep up with with all the things that are going on in current events. God, let us put all of that aside, Father, and focus solely on going forward with you, Father. Give us clear eyes. Let us see what you want us to see in this time. Let us not just get bogged down and heavy-hearted. Help us to celebrate the Advent, God, in our hearts. It may be in the truest sense that we are no longer alone, but we have a God who is with us. And our hope, our hope of this Advent season, Father, is that we look forward to the second coming. We, we look back at the first coming and we celebrate that and that tradition and all of the festivities that go around with celebrating your birth. But we look forward. We look forward to the days to come. We look forward with hope, God. We don't have to look with despair. We don't have to look with fear, God, but we look forward with hope. Let us joyfully go into this next week, Father. Let us seem different to the world, that we're not crumbling and complaining, Father, but that we're looking forward with hope and us up, Lord. Free us from our slumber and let us celebrate this time with you. We praise you for Jesus' birth. We praise you for Jesus' death. And we praise you for Jesus' coming. It's in his name we pray. Oh, uh-huh. 